Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Geek Heart Games Podcast. I am your host, Cody Tietrich, making my triumphant return alongside my co-host, Sam Suvak. And let's give a nice warm round of applause for Sam. She held it down last week. Good job, girl. How you doing, Sam? Thank you. It's good. It's good to see you. It's like, I feel like it's been a year since I've seen you. That is such a bad joke. (laughs) I know. I I feel like it's been a year. Well, thank you for kind of laughing at it. I, I know it wasn't good, but I had to try. It was, I appreciate the effort. It was yeah, a good joke. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I was sick last week. Uh, had the plague. Almost died. I didn't really almost die, but it was, it was pretty miserable. You wouldn't um, want to have heard him talk on a podcast, probably. No, it was it was very... Every other second was snot just coming out of places you don't want to know about. Um, that's disgusting let's stop Uh, let's move on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I'm I'm glad to be back I'm glad to be back to talk about video games and there's a lot of there's a giant news story to talk about and I'm so excited to get to that Uh, but first you know I got all that free time being sick I decided to watch some Netflix and watch a little bit of Castlevania now Sam I don't think I, I think I've played a Castlevania game but I don't remember anything about it. I know there's yeah. vampires and demons and stuff like that, but I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, I heard the good things about this Netflix series, and this guy's making a Devil May... The guy who like helped make it is making a Devil May Cry series. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, pleasantly surprised how much I loved it. Like, the animation is very good. Like, I love the art style and all that. Um, it's very, like, top-notch, kind of like gore, uh, where, like, there's just demons and people being ripped to shreds, and it's really cool. Nice. Um, I love a good gore. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, the most shocking thing is the season one is four episodes. Oh, really? So I was, yeah. So I'm watching, and like we get to like a kind of a nice little like intro thing where it's like, ah, oh, these are these are our main characters. And it's like end of season one, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's that? Um, it, how long are the episodes? Uh, 20 minutes. So I was like, oh, okay. That's like an hour and like a half, pretty much. Huh. All right. Cool. Uh, season two is eight episodes. Okay. Uh, so it's a little bit more. Um, a little bit. There's still 20 minute episodes? Yeah. Well, I think the last episode's 40. Oh, okay. It's pretty. All right. I think it's pretty long. That's what um, she said. That is what she said. Uh, so you're following uh, Trevor Belmont. Uh, and he is kind of like moseying around the place after uh, you're introduced to Dracula, and uh, Dracula's wife has been killed by this church. Yeah. And apparently, the wife was keeping Dracula in check, and the wife being burned, that sent him over the top. So, so he's like, yeah, good advice here: don't don't kill the wife of a madman. Yeah, probably pretty much just. For um, any good advice for life in general, just don't do that. Yeah. Don't kill. Don't and kill the spouse of anyone who's like a serial killer, probably. Smart thinking. Yeah. Smart thinking. Yeah. Uh, and so pretty much Dracula like unleashes his horde of evil on like the world or the surrounding area, eventually uh-huh. the world. Uh, 
And so Trevor Belmont is like kind of like moseying around. He's the last of the Belmont family, which I believe the Belmonts are kind of like the main characters of the Castlevania series, I think. I don't really know. Uh, and so like season one, you're kind of introduced to like these characters called the Speaker. Um, wow, I'm really blanking on the female character's name all of a sudden. I feel really bad about it. Uh, she's a main character. And at the very end, you're introduced to Alucard, which I found out is oh. Dracula spelled backwards. And he's a character from the game. Yeah, I think I'd heard that. Uh, yeah. He is Dracula's son. Right. And he's like out there to kill Dracula. He's like, I'm gonna avenge like I'm gonna do right by my mother. And oh, okay. So his mother this. was the one who got killed. Yes. Okay. Um and like end of season one is pretty much like, Hey, let's go kill Dracula. And I was like, Oh cool, we're gonna go kill Dracula. And it's like end of season one, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Come yeah. on, man! Like what?" Uh, but you know, they did what they could. Uh, season two really good. Uh, there's a lot of like drama going on uh, because Dracula has like these generals, uh, and some of them have their own agendas and stuff. So that's really cool. Uh, are they kind demons? Of get this, like, there are some vampires, and then there are some human generals okay. that Dracula trusts really well. And you're kind of like, "Oh, like what?" Because cool. he wants to destroy all humans currently except so for those really generals <laughs> except for those generals and then there's a little bit of like tension between like alucard and trevor belmont because like obviously alucard is a half human half vampire and then trevor belmont is like you know his family is known for killing vampires and stuff like that uh, oh my so god did they become of... lovers that would be fantastic they don't i believe yet yet who knows you never know who knows uh as i like the action that takes place and like the story they kind of built in 12 episodes is actually really well done. Um, and I believe there's supposed to be a season three uh, being made currently. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it actually really got me interested in the Castlevania series. And so like, I know they just did the re-release of Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood uh, on PS4. Mm -hmm. I actually think I'm going to buy those because I'm actually really like interested in these games. Like, I know I've played a Castlevania game, could not tell you what it was, and I definitely didn't get far in it, so... I could say another... the exact same thing, Cody. So... <clears throat> yeah. We were talking about this, I was um, like, there was something with a whip, I think. I remember that. Yeah. It seemed, like, <laughs> it seemed was, uh... fun, I don't know. And I... I have Smash Brothers, and I have unlocked Simon Belmont, hmm. who I think is the main character of Symphony of the Night, I think. Or Rondo of Blood. I don't really know. Um... And I enjoy playing as him in Smash Brothers, so it's like, maybe, who knows? Did he have a whip in Smash Brothers? Yes, a whip. Yeah. He threw a cross. He oh. throws like a holy, like a thing of holy water that lights on fire. Like, nice. Really cool. Um, Does the holy like, water work man. on anybody or just like, you know, evil? Any, anybody. That's, that's alarming. <laughs> I mean, Mar Mario's secretly very evil. He's been keeping Waluigi out of that game for far too long tied it back but yeah so watch castlevania season one two it's on netflix uh, i definitely highly recommend it it's a really good series uh it's like i said 20 episode 20 minute episodes so you can kind of knock them out really quickly like i was i was done with like 10 episodes and i was like oh shit i'm like i'm just knocking these things out holy crap um so yeah counterpoint i started to watch the castlevania series on netflix and oh. I got to the part where Dracula was pissed and 
going to kill everybody that might have been the end of season one, and then I fell asleep and I just never watched it again. See, this is the this is the thing that happened to me multiple times. I fell asleep multiple times <laughs> and was like, I think I was on episode three of season two. I'm not sure. Let's just go back and watch them all to be safe. So it did take me a little bit longer than it probably should have. Um, See, at the point I stopped, I thought Dracula was going to be the main character of the whole series. You're talking about these yeah, oh, yeah. Belmont like, people. I'm like, oh, who knew? I didn't get that far. Yeah. Like... <laughs> The first couple episodes, I was like, oh, man, like, Dracula is our main character, and I kind of feel bad for this dude. And, mm -hmm. like, I still kind of feel bad for Dracula. Like, he didn't do anything fucking wrong. Like, he just wanted to avenge his wife. Well, I mean, you know. I mean. Killing everybody. That's He could have stopped with just the people who killed his wife. Reasonable, but, like, it's, just, it's about making a point. <laughs> <laughs> all right that that was a little like too like sociopathic i should probably like wow that yeah dial it back a little bit that's all right um but yeah <clears throat> Castlevania, good show watch this on netflix uh definitely highly recommend it sam we've been playing some video games mm -hmm. so why don't you tell me all about alien nation okay so this is another game by housemark which they're the ones who mm -hmm. made resogun which you know i love me some resogun um yes. and like i swear like Every so often, I just hear about another twin-stick shooter that Housemark made, and I'm like, how did I not know about this game? I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because this one came out in, like, 2016. Yeah. It was on sale for pretty cheap the other day, so I got it. And it is a top-down shooter, and it's much slower-paced than Resogun or Next Machina. Um... Which at first I was, I wasn't super into it right away. Cause I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. I'm just, eh, I don't, I don't know that I'm, it has to be a certain type of twin stick shooter for me to really like it. I think I'm not just like in love with the genre as a whole. Um, but the more I played of it, like the more I got into it and I'm really liking it because it kind of blends the twin stick shooter with a lot of the first person shooter style of things so like you've got your primary gun and then you you pick up later you get a secondary gun and then you eventually get a heavy gun so i mean that's just like you know destiny or something like that you've got your three different guns you can switch between um you've got a skill tree that you can unlock as you're as you're um leveling up and uh you can kind of there's three different classes of characters you can pick to play as. Um, I don't remember what they are. There was like your typical tank one. And then I've got this like bio something kind, which I don't even remember what it was about, but, uh, but it's fine. But you just, there's a lot of like hordes coming at you and you've got to deal with them. You've got your gun has a certain number of bullets and then you'll have to do a reload and it does that thing where it starts to reload and there'll be like a little green meter and when it gets to green you have to hit it to do your quick reload or else it takes a lot more yeah. time. Um, <clears throat> and so if they're coming at you and you run out of bullets you're kind of like uh, you do have a melee but your melee is on a cooldown and it's not like a, a long cooldown at all. It's only like a second maybe at most but it's enough that you can't just keep meleeing and save yourself you better melee and then use your dash to get the hell out of there get your reload finished so that you can keep going uh or you could switch guns uh because the really the nice thing about this a lot of 
uh, games don't do this, but when you switch guns, it automatically reloads whatever you switched off of. So when you switch back to it, it'll have, be at a full reload again. Um, and like your main gun is just like an assault rifle. And then you can get like for your secondary, you get like a shotgun or a revolver or something called a power shot, but I didn't never use that one a lot. But the good thing about the uh, shotgun and the revolver, like they will kill multiple enemies in one shot. Like you can have like four or five of them right there together. You get a good shot, you kill all of them at once. It's awesome. And then your heavy weapons, you got like a minigun, a rocket launcher, or a flamethrower. And I've been real into this flamethrower because I can just like set everybody on <laughs> fire. It's great. It takes forever to load, but um, but it's cool. There are uh, little flowers that you can pick up uh, as you're around town to like give you like either a melee boost or a speed boost or an XP boost. Um, and so you're just going around, I, you know, aliens have invaded, I guess you're trying to kill them all. There was this part where I got, I found a portal and I went up to like a mothership and I destroyed something on the mothership. And then it's like, hey, congratulations, you did great. So from here on out, everything's going to be harder, but you'll get better loot. And I was like, God damn it. Why is it going to be harder? <laughs> um, but it's cool because every time you load into a mission, you can pick what you want to play as. You can get rookie, professional, veteran. And I think there's stuff higher than that, but like you have to unlock that or something. Uh, so far, I've only done rookie or professional. Um and it's got like online co-op and you can try to matchmake if you want. So like when you're getting ready to load into a mission, it'll say here are the instances of people playing in this and here are the difficulties they're set on. So you can pick to go into one of those. It also has a function where you can invade someone else's game and attack them. But you have to like have that turned on to allow invasions in your game. And like I haven't seen an option for that because I thought, oh, maybe I'll go invade someone's game. Uh, I never have invasion as an option on mine because I do not want to deal with that shit. And apparently nobody yeah. else does either because I've never seen an option to invade anyone else's game. Um, but the other thing that this game does that's weird, it's, it's weird. So um, there are kind of like just like leaderboard rankings. So like I'm starting out, so I'm in bronze and you know, you wanna give silver, gold, platinum, whatever. Um, but the way that you level up is each week when you load in, it just randomly puts you with 10 other players and whoever earns the most XP in the week, like the top five players get raised to the next level and the bottom five players stay in whatever level they're in. So it's like, and you may never actually, you're, ne you're probably never going to play with those players. They're just like in your league. So you're kind of competing against other people, but also just trying to get the most XP you can before the week resets to to rise in your ranking, which I don't know that there's any benefit to being in a higher rank. I think like it changes what color ammo you have, which you never even like see your ammo. It's just like a prestige thing, like knowing that I'm in this ranking or yeah. whatever, I think. Um, but Cody... You know, I like I I'm kind of competitive, and I'm like, well, this seems like all right. Like, I wanna I wanna try to be the best out of my ten and and get up into the silver league. Um, and so, like, I started playing, and I was like, all right, this is fine. You know, I'm getting some XP. Uh, all of a sudden, I've got like three hundred thousand XP, and the next closest one is like at a hundred. So I'm like, hey, I'm feeling good about this. So I think I've still got a couple days before it resets. So hopefully. <coughs> I'll be silver by the next time you see me, but I don't wow. know. All yeah. Right. But yeah, I've been having fun with it. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's gotten harder, but, uh, 
I, I've, it took me a really long time to get any trophies, but then I got a few and now I'm like, I'd like to get some more trophies. I don't think I'll try to platinum it because it seems like a lot of work and I'm not as into the game as I'd want to be, but I'm having a good time with it. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, Alienation, check it out. Well, that's good. Glad to hear you're liking it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I've had a, a pretty busy past two weeks. Uh, so originally been trying to find an MMO I like. So I downloaded the free trial of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, gave that a go. Uh, was not for me. Was not very fun. <laughs> now, a lot of talking. Let me, let's just refresh something here. Like, Cody told me he was downloading it, and I was like, wait a minute. I remember you downloaded this once before and didn't like it, so why are you trying it again? So the last time I downloaded it, it was like, all right, download it to your PS4, open the app. Oh, what's that? There's like a launcher you get to install inside the game. <laughs> so it was like, please let this download for the next 3.7 hours. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then like, I couldn't get my Final Fantasy account or Square Enix account, I mean, to work. Luckily this time, did it once and everything worked. They removed that stupid in-game like oh, browser. Okay. Uh, so started it and like i'm kind of just used to being dropped into the game and like there's usually combat pretty quickly mm -hmm. it was a good like hour before i saw any combat and i was like i am bored was it all cutscenes? it was cutscenes and me walking around a town and being introduced to everybody Boo. i was like Mm -mm. I was like, I am bored out of my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, no, this isn't for me. Luckily, in the MMORPG department, Terra, that game I played a little bit last year, uh, dropped a new class called the Valkyrie. Um, and they're having a nice, like, triple XP event until the end of January. Are you sure it's not called the Javelin? No, it's called the Valkyrie. Okay. She uses a javelin. Does she? Yes, she uses like a giant pole arm thing. I was just trying to make a joke about Destiny, but it wasn't funny, and we'll just oh, move on. Okay. So that's okay. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh wait. Oh. It's. I'm the sorry. The Valkyrie javelin not, thing. Yeah, I'm not on my top of my game right now. I see what the joke you were making. Okay. Um, you haven't played Destiny was, in too long. <laughs> uh. We can talk about that later. Uh, so the Valkyrie is pretty fun. Um, they do give you like a nice XP boost to kind of like get you going because you are starting a new class from level one. Okay. Um, so my issue, okay, so most in most action MMORPGs were like Wait, Cody, combat... just for a second, can you tell me what an MMORPG is? Oh, what that I'm, stands I'm for, in case people might not know. Apparently, I don't know how you don't. But, don't um, no, Cody. No, okay. don't take that attitude. Okay. People come to games all the time, new, and right, it's fine. Right, We're fair. a safe spot. If you got questions, you come ask us, and we'll try to help you. Because not everybody knows. We're still figuring stuff out too. It's fine. So go ahead and tell learning, us what it is. Learning. Yeah. Learning with geek card games. Uh, so M stands for massive. Other M stands for multiplayer. O stands for online. R. R. R stands for role playing. P stands for 
Wait, no. R stands for roll. <laughs> T stands for playing. G? Okay, G. I... Go ahead. Stands for games. Let me just say, I appreciate that you took the effort to try to spell out those letters with your hands, but I will say oh. that the screen froze a lot, and also, when you did spell them, they were backwards for me. So. Fuck. All right. It was well, a really great effort, though. I gave it a go. All right. So, yeah, that's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game is what that is. Yeah. Uh, imagine just a role-playing game with lots of people running around with you. Uh, and so, like, these... MMORPGs have action combat where it's like very like moving around and like doing stuff all the time. My issue with those are usually that like the melee classes don't feel very fluid for me. Um, like it's just very like you feel very like like you do a melee attack, but you're stuck in one place. But like because you're doing an action combat, you feel like you should be moving around more often. And like they recently they last new class they added was the ninja and they kind it was like almost there it was like almost perfect because mm -hmm. like, as a ninja you're moving around very quickly yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't feeling right to me so this time with the valkyrie it feels amazing like i don't know what they did but like everything feels really good like as you're attacking your characters like freely moving around and you're hitting these combos and it feels really good and like when you hit a gigantic attack uh it feels very fluid uh, so the Valkyrie's like main thing is like doing melee attacks that form into a combo, but while you're attacking, you're putting these like runes, like Norse runes, because Valkyrie. Uh, mm -hmm. You're putting these like runes on the target, and when they hit a certain point, you can detonate the runes, and it does a massive amount of burst damage. Nice. That's kind of the point of the Valkyrie. And like as you level up, you get more and more stuff to add to the combo, uh, and like it feels very fluid. And I'm really liking it. Uh, my biggest complaint is that in like World of Warcraft if I don't enjoy going to one certain zone to level I can go to another zone that's designated for that level and level there in Terra there is only one story path so I have to level on these things and I already have a gunner at level like 60 so i've gone through all these zones before mm -hmm. and so it's a little repetitive to go through these again and i'm not paying 40 dollars to level my character up to 60. um there's also like currently during the valkyrie event like if you hit level 65 you get a free mount uh so i'm like trying to do that can you get a flying horse for the valkyrie i mean there are flying horses in the game but the free mount they give you is like this like almost like a futuristic like Blade Runner like motorcycle. Um, I don't know how it connects to a Valkyrie. I think uh, you should try but, for a flying horse. So I mean, maybe. Uh, and so I'm having fun with it. I just kind of like you know, I just I'm I'm a little bored out by the repetitive repetitiveness of yeah. the, of what I've done before. Um, but the new class feels really good. Uh, my biggest issue with Terra is just that, like, anytime I go to, like, the Terra Reddit or anything, it's always just people being like, this is a dead game. No one plays it. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. All right. Uh, but I'm having fun with the Valkyrie class. I'm going to keep playing. I kind of want to get that uh, free mount they're giving out because, yeah. you know, cool little, like, space motorcycle is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, eventually... An MMORPG will come out for console 
that I will love. It'll be great. It'll, I'll be the happiest man in the world. Uh, but yeah. I say so again, Neverwinter is a good game. So it is. And that falls into the same category where, like, I'm just bored with like the stuff I've done already. Yeah. Because like I, I do have a little sixty cleric and like, it's just I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Eventually, a new one will come out and it'll be cool. Yeah. All right. So that was Terra in the Valkyrie class. Uh, Sam, just playing a brand new game. Technically, just came. Out. I mean, it's kind of brand new. It's like a port of an old game. You know what I mean? Tell me all about new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe Ultra Plus. What? What is this game? Fantastic, spectacular, extravagant. Yeah. Extravagant. It it's just. Yeah. It's great. It's got so many words in the title. Um, so yeah, I I never had a Wii U, so I never played this game. Who did? I know one person <laughs> who did. So I know one person who did as well. Yeah. Um, so that makes two people in the world. Two people had those Wii U's. <laughs> But yeah, so I loved uh, the new Super Mario Brothers game that was on the Wii. It was one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and actually, I was just telling my sister that this new Super Mario Brothers game was coming out. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's like the old, the one that we played that one time. She's like, what? I don't have any recollection of this. And I'm like, no, it's that New Year's Eve. And me and her and two friends played new Super Mario Brothers for like five hours straight. And we had a blast. And she's like, yeah, I have no recollection of that. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. That was like my favorite New Year's Eve ever. And like, she doesn't even remember it. So I'm like, eh, it's fine. Uh, so basically, the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is pretty much just like that but it's just like new worlds and like everything's just been done up just a little bit better and it's just like just a little bit nicer um so i start out and so i guess instead of like the raccoon suit that you used to have with your little tail now there's like squirrels that fly around with acorns and if you can get the acorn then you get a little like flying squirrel kind of suit and so you've got like a glide that you can do now so you jump and then you can just kind of glide down which is pretty cool um yeah. it's just like it feels so good like i you know i don't like platformers really the only one that i've ever really liked is new super mario brothers uh and of course like the first mario brothers and super mario 3 they were both like because you know that was like just what I what I first played on. And so like, coming back to these games, it just feels like coming home. And I'm like, oh, here's this little wall. I bet there's something behind this wall. And like, there is. And it's like, I just know, like I'm so familiar with the game that I just know where to look yeah. for things and how to do stuff. Um, so I've had a blast so far with it. Um, the So in this game, you can play as Mario, Luigi, toad and toadette and so this is the thing where all the talk has been about where toadette can get the the crown and she turns into princess peach um so i'd heard about this and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna check it i mean i've always played as mario i'm just like you know whatever but sure i'll i'll play as toadette and see what's going on here and so when i first went to go pick her as the character the little thing popped up that was like easier and i'm like oh so there's something about playing as her that is easier i'm like i don't i don't know um so the first thing i'm pretty sure when you're playing normally you have 300 seconds to get through a level i think that's right uh -huh. um when you play as toadette you have 500 seconds so straight off you just have nothing to worry about you just take your time doing stuff it's great okay. uh and then 
like just instead of sometimes instead of getting like a, a mushroom or a flower or whatever, you'll get this uh, crown. And when you get it, you turn into Peach. And she's got like a, she jumps up and she does this float down also. But then she has this little like twirl that she can do in the air to get extra height as well. And so she can get up really high and get to places. And she's she's real nice to have, Cody. Um, like I played, I played through the whole second world with Toadette. And like, I had a real good time. I'm like, I don't know. I might just keep playing as Toadette because (laughs) like, you know, I like it. It's just nice and easy and, you know, it's fun. Um, I think it's cool for people who have always like been into Peach to finally get to play her like a little bit, like even though she's not like the full-time character to get to play with her. I do think it's a little sad for Toadette that like, she turns into Peach. It's like, yeah. why, why can't she just like stay herself, but get some extra abilities and like get to have the fun herself? Like, I feel like it's like saying bad things about like beauty and all this. Like, she's not good enough on her own. She has to like be the beautiful Princess Peach. And I'm like, that's not that's not cool for her. I feel bad for Toadette's self esteem because um, I think she's great. She's got these little like Toadette pigtails that hang down. And I mean, she's cute. She's got a big head. But I mean, that's what toads are like. What are you going to do? The toad family is just like that. Um, But I think she's good enough on her own. So you guys give her a chance. Be nice to her. Um, Oh, my God, Cody, I forgot the most important thing. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot this. So when you first have the opening cutscene, and like you guys are bowser like kicks you out of the castle you go flying and one of the things you see are these yoshis but they're funny looking because they're kind of chubby little yoshis uh-huh. and they've got these kind of like derpy little eyes and i was like these are some weird looking yoshis what's i don't know it's interesting turns out they're baby yoshis so they got their little baby chub on them and um so the first time I found one, it was just like on the map world. And I went and got it and it followed me into a world. And I was like, oh boy, this is great. I don't know, like you can't ride this Yoshi. Um, but when I got closer to it, I was like, oh, you can pick up the Yoshi. So this was a little purple Yoshi. Um, yeah. So I picked him up. I'm jumping around. I'm carrying him through the level. And then I hit the little um, the little button that makes you do your like twirl thing. And when you uh-huh. do that, when you're holding the purple baby Yoshi... He, like, expands into this little blimp, and he, like, floats you up, and you can, like, float around with him. He's amazing. I love him. And then I also found out, like, if you're just carrying him around, if you walk up to an enemy, he just eats the enemies. Like, the other, the regular Yoshi will stick out his tongue and grab things and eat them, but he just walks up to him and he just eats them. He's a hungry little baby Yoshi, so he's adorable. I was trying to get a good, like, screenshot of him when he was in his blimp form, uh, but I messed it up. I dropped him, and we both fell to our death. Oh, so, shit. I know. I felt so bad about it, and then, like, couldn't get him back. I was like, oh, he's just gone. I felt so bad about it. Um, but then, that poor Yoshi. I know, man. In, in the next world, I found another baby Yoshi, but this one's a little yellow baby Yoshi, and he was in a dark cavern, and when I found him, his special ability, or her, I'm sorry, this one could be a her, we don't know, uh, when you do your twirl, it like makes them, they light up, they're like a luminescent uh, baby Yoshi, oh, okay. and so yeah. I guess there's just going to be all kinds of different baby Yoshis throughout the worlds yeah. that have different abilities, and I'm just so excited about that, like I can't wait to find these baby Yoshis and see what they all do. Um, there's still a reg- the regular Yoshis in the game, like I, I got a Yoshi in 
you know, went through the level normally with him. Uh, but yeah, this is just the greatest thing ever. So been having fun. Now, fun fact, this game comes with new Luigi U Deluxe as well, I think nice. is the name. So, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to go, let's go try it and see what it is. I'd heard that it was harder. Um, so you go back to the world and it's like the same world uh, that you were in before. And like the level starts out and you're like, oh, this is going to be the same. Big difference here. Okay. Like I said, you had like 300 seconds with Mario. So when on Luigi's levels, you only got a hundred seconds. So like you're starting at the level start, it gives it that, that little music snippet that says you're running out of time. It does that from the get go. Uh, and then oh, shit. when you're playing on this Luigi, like the Luigi levels, you jump higher, but then you also like, it's like you have your slippy shoes on. And so you just like slide around more on the ground. So you're not as sturdy. And like, you might think you're jumping and landing safely and then you slide you're like whoa okay um so yeah it's intense um but oh but the levels are not exactly the same so like it it's like a, you go into the world the level and it seems like it's the same one but it's a shorter more condensed more difficult uh level to get through um mm -hmm. and like they still have the thing where you have to get the three big coins to like you know, perfect the yeah. level. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you're supposed to do all this with the Luigi levels. It was stressing me out. I just did, um, I think I got to the first, like, the halfway mark castle with Luigi, and I eventually got through it, but man, it is tough. Um, it's, I'm probably not going to go back to it for a good long while. Uh, I'll just play through the regular Super Mario levels. But I think it's really cool that they included that because for people who have played all the way through Mario and like they've got all their uh, the big coins and they've just like completed it as much as they can to like give them an opportunity to do something that's a little bit more challenging. Uh, I think it's really cool that it's it's out there for them. So uh, you kind of get two games for one. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm having a blast. I, I love it. I can't wait to play some more of it. But I highly recommend it if you like Mario or platforming in general. So, yeah. Good times. All right. Now, was this $60 or was it $40? Oh, it's $60. Okay. So, it's they're weird about it. Because, like, uh, with Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, that was also 60 But then Toad's Treasure Tracker was 40 so I wasn't sure which one they would go for. Oh, because that's just Toad's Treasure Tractor's not as good of a game. So that's why it was less. I mean, it was it was a pretty good game. You <laughs> back off, okay? <laughs> I'm just Anyways, kidding. It was a great game. This was New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe Super Ultra Plus 9000. And it's, it's, I, it's worth the $60, you guys. It's a great game. So I've played through two worlds so far, but I love it. So. All right. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, if you remember last we talked, when I was on the podcast, we did our Game of the Year show, and we had some honorable mentions, and one of my honorable mentions was Assassin's Creed Odyssey that I had just started. Uh, well, it's, it's been a couple weeks now, uh, and I'm like well over 20 hours into the game. Uh, I believe I just got the trophy for like Chapter 4. So like I'm making, it's got level 20 here. So, pretty far in the game, I feel. Yeah. Uh, really? Wait, how I many people it. have you romanced? Because I feel like that's a mark for how Ooh. far you are in the game. Three, I want to say. Yes, three. Nice. Um, Good for you, man. 
Yeah. Uh, two women and one dude. Who are you playing as? Uh, Alexios. My Alexios is an equal opportunist. He's gonna yeah. fuck whoever he wants. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, last year I tried Assassin's Creed Origins. I mm-hmm. uh, got it from Redbox, played it. I couldn't really like. I liked Bayek. Like I liked where the story was going with like the like father who lost his son. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just thought about that. I was like, oh shit, that's a fucking major spoiler. It's um, fine. But I couldn't, like, I got, I'm very bad with Assassin's Creed games. I get yeah. Assassin's Creed games, and I don't play Assassin's Creed games. So I was like, eh. And so I was really worried that's going to happen with this one. Um, and I feel, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, the new combat feels really good. I like these skill trees they've introduced. Uh, like, you know, you can learn these different abilities. Uh, like, I can I, do this, like... I feel like that skill tree was in Origins, FYI. Just was saying. it? Yeah, because Maybe there I was... didn't get far enough to... <laughs> Maybe... I don't know. Uh, maybe I just think far enough to do any like cool stuff. Uh, I have one ability where like I can like sweep the leg and take my spear and stab it into a person. It does a lot of damage and it also interrupts them. So like if they're doing a big heavy attack towards me, I just do that real quick. Uh, I'm a big fan of like adding poison to my weapons and mm-hmm. like just because I use my big kind of go-to weapons are daggers. I have a daggers and then I have a giant like staff I can like pull out and just hack them around with. That's what he said. Okay, you know what? Like, really? Yeah, it is, because Lexio's carrying that big stick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) With the dagger, you can just attack really fast. So I was like, oh, attack really fast, apply poison really fast. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I'm really liking the story. Uh, You know, it's set in Greece, and, like, it's it's one of my favorite, like, kind of, like, mythological times to learn about. And, like, the story they're setting up and, like, who you are... Uh, in relation to, like, Sparta and uh, Athens is really cool. Unfortunately, I'm hitting a point where I'm kind of bored with the game. Uh-oh. I, I think it does a lot of cool stuff. Like, the kind of, uh, similar to Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, uh, how they had the nemesis system, and this one you have the bounty hunter system, where like if you're doing bad things or if you do certain things to Athens or Sparta, they'll put a bounty hunter on you. And so you run into these bounty hunters out in the world, and like they're actually kind of fun to fight against. They're like mini boss fights. Um, the storyline that you're going through with Alexios is, or Sandra is really cool. Uh, I just got this kind of, not just got to this part. I'm kind of like pretty far into it. Where like there's like a cult now. There's cultists you could hunt. Like that's kind of cool. I think where the game really suffers for me is just like I feel like I've been going for a very long time. Like I'm level twenty. I'm twenty plus hours into this game. I got the fucking trophy for chapter four. And then I open the map and half the map is still undiscovered. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know if I got this in me to keep going. Like I feel like Byron when he finished it, he said it was I don't. I, it was a hundred plus. Definitely, it might have yeah. been like a hundred and thirty. I might be making that up. I want to say it was a that. lot of hours that he put into that. So, and like, like I really like it. Like it's a lot of fun. It's just like I feel like this is one of these games where I'm like I've gotten pretty far. I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna come back to it when I feel ready. Because like I just feel like I'm overwhelmed. So like I open the map and I'm like, fuck. There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. And like, 
And it's both a good thing and a bad thing, because it's like, oh, cool, like, I got a lot of stuff to do in this game, and, like, combat feels good, story's pretty cool, I like my character, uh, I like the, like, transmog ability, so, like, if I get a new piece of armor, like, I have, like, a go-to armor set that I, I like to look at, uh, and I like that, that's a really cool feature, um, but, like, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of to that point where I'm like, alright, what do I gotta do now? Okay. Mm -hmm. I guess it, just, I it gets repetitive after a while just because it seems yeah. like you know there's it's a lot of the same stuff that you do over and over again um, yeah um and like I don't know, like I'm just in this kind of like I'm in this waiting period currently for Anthem to come out <laughs> so like I'm very bored like I'm like alright I, I got a little bit bored of Terror because it got repetitive getting a little bit bored of Assassin's Creed because it's getting a little repetitive uh once again real quick I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a fantastic game, and it definitely deserves a lot more, like, praise. Like, it's very groundbreaking for what it's do doing, and, like, to take a series that, like, I was just, like, so disinterested in, and then you have Origins and Odyssey come out, and, like, they are killing it. Like, good job to Ubisoft. Um, but, like, so I've gotten so bored that I'm like, I want something that, like, is going to be fun to me, mm. and that's leading me into my next game, where I started a new game plus of God of War. Because it is my yeah. game of favorite game of all time. Uh and like, man, Sam, what a fucking game. So good. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So like New Game Plus just allows you to carry over all the armor and weapons and stuff uh you had from your first save. And at first I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but maybe I want to yeah. start fresh but i was like eh, fuck it who cares i really just want to experience like some of the cool moments like the first giant boss fight that superhero fight that i've talked about so much feels amazing every time you play it like <laughs> it doesn't get old um it actually feels really good new game plus because you have a shit ton of health and you don't have to worry about your health you dying at all so you can just beat the fuck out of people um do you did you find it difficult to like remember how to do your different moves and stuff or did that like a that little come? bit like it took me a couple seconds to kind of remember how everything like because you know like when you start the game you don't have a lot of combos you learn the combos yeah. like dude like the stuff and so like at first i was like oh, what are the combos but like you pick them up really quickly because, like, there's always so much, like, there's so many enemies to fight and stuff. Um, there is a few things I feel like, like, there's a moment in the game where you go back home to get something from your past. And I feel like, and in the new game plus, you just have that item from mm -hmm. the start. I kind of wish I wouldn't have that until that moment and then just give me my upgraded item. Uh, because, like, I was like, oh, should I have those right now? Okay, cool, whatever. Um, you could have just played like you didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of doing. Like, actually, I mean, to be honest with you, I, like, kind of forgot to pick up my axe at one point. Like, I threw it. <laughs> and I was, I, was just run, I was just running around punching things and using yeah. my shield. And, like, I was having a blast. I was like, I should just make a playthrough of this where I just use my fists. Like, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> um, and so, like... I don't know, like, I'm having a blast with the game, because, like, it's just, yeah. it's been, like, a year. Like, I, my yeah. last save was from May 5th. Like, it's been that long since I've played this game. I played the game, like, probably, like, a couple days before that. And I was, like, I haven't touched it since. So going back, like, I still remember everything, but, like, it's still so fun to play. Like, yeah. the big first superhero fight 
is amazing still. It is like breathtaking. And like I was just watching. I was like, it's like, oh, a cutscene is about to happen. And then I'm like, no, there's fucking not. Because there's one camera the entire game. It's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> I can't talk enough about how God of War is the most amazing game. And I'm having a blast. Uh I haven't like I just got to far where you meet one of the dwarves and so I can kinda like see the new armor that you get for being new game plus. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it's like because like before new game plus, the highest the armor would go is like level seven. Now you can get level eight armor. Uh, I think there's actually level nine armor if you do something. Uh, and so like, I started it last night and I just kept playing and I was like, I'm having a blast with this. Like, I'm just like, kind of. I don't know. I'm just. I'm in a weird spot with video games right now. No. Where it's like. Destiny is not fun to me right now because I'm just not. I, I don't enjoy. I'm not enjoying the forges as much as I previously was. I'm kind of tired yeah. of them. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've just kind of hit that point where it's like this is feeling a little repetitive. I don't know if something cool is around the corner for me. I think I want to take a break from it. You know, I don't have an MMORPG to play right now. Uh, so like, it just makes sense in my head to go back to my favorite game of all time and play it again. And I'm having a blast with it. I can't wait to keep playing it. Uh, but yeah, like that's kind of where I'm like at right now with video games. Like it's just like, like, cause last year, like almost to this time, Monster Hunter came out and like, mm-hmm. that was the game I fucking needed. And so like, I'm hoping when Anthem goes out, it's like, ah, video games are cool again. Yay. Um, I mean, Resident Evil 2 could be the game that you're needing. That's who I'm. I'm excited the the demo for that draft. I'm excited to hop in there and give that a shot. Um, I'm not gonna try the demo. I wanna. I wanna go. I know you. Game, I know you but I think it's awesome. I I'm excited that they have a demo. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and it's I think nice you should check these, it out. There's these demos. Yeah. Uh, for games. Um, but yeah. So new game plus got a war. Really cool. It's just really nice to go back into that world and like. It's still just so breathtaking. Like how beautiful the yeah. game is. Uh, I will say. So the armor I had on was like I had like this gold plated armor from my last gameplay. And so the game starts and like you remember the game starts and you're sitting next to a tree about to chop it down. And I'm like, fuck in like the regular game you've like no armor on. So I'm like, why the fuck am I in this gold fucking armor? Like what am I doing? <laughs> and like Unfortunately currently my ghost shell blocks the lower right hand of corner of my tv i need to move it i don't know why i have it stuck there and so it blocks a lot of like prompts for video games <laughs> so i stood in a minute i'm like pressing buttons and i'm like x square the fuck do i chop this tree i'm just sitting there pressing buttons just hit r1 that's all i had to fucking do i finally hit it i'm like ah shit that's what it is such a such a good game i'm so good excited game. to keep playing it i kind of want to go back and God play it too so. yeah um, but yeah, that's kind of where I've been at with video games this past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm yeah. really enjoying God of War's new game plus. I'm glad they, they added it back in the day. Um, I want to jump back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey real quick. There was a little yeah, bit I wanted to say. So like I'd mentioned previously, like I was playing this through Google's project stream and I ended up having issues with the stream, with my internet, and I wasn't enjoying it that much. Um, so I took a, I took, I'd say I took a break, but really I was just like, I was gone. I'm not going to play this anymore. Um, and then a while back, Ubisoft sent an email out um, 
<laughs> Cody's taking care of some boogers right now. It's cracking me up. Um, so Ubisoft sent me this email and was like, hey, thank you for participating in uh, Project Stream. Uh, it's going to be over at the end of the year. I guess probably the end of January. Cody, that is disgusting. Stop it. Um, so <laughs> oh my god, I'm just trying to tell the story and you're cracking me up. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. How's it going? Um, anyway, so Ubisoft is like, hey, if you go back and play at least an hour more on Project Stream, then once the beta is over, uh, we will give you a free copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey on our launcher and we'll carry over your save file which is just amazing. Like there is no reason for them to have to do this for you. Like that's, that's there's a, there was no reason for them to put their game out as this demo to let so many people play it for free. And then there was no reason for them to go ahead and give you a free copy of the game afterwards. So you could keep playing if you haven't finished your game. It is just such a nice move for them to do that for people. And, you know, I guess yeah. it's just their way of saying thank you because like they believe in Project Stream and wanted it to be a success, which is why they invested in their game with it. And uh, just letting people keep playing because like that was one of the things when I first started playing it, I was like, okay, I've got a timeline. I've got to get as far as I can and finish everything I want in this game before the time's up because afterwards I won't be able to continue to play it. And like, I'm never going to go start a game from scratch again. Cause like after I've gotten so many hours and it's like no yeah. um so yeah just like the fact that i'm gonna be able to continue with my save and then like you know a couple months down the road if i feel like playing assassin's creed some more i can just hop back in and keep playing it and i think that's really cool that they did that it made me very happy um so i played my my extra hour of it i played more than an hour because i got back into it and i was stuck at that part where i have to fight the boar and i was really pissed about it because that boar it's tough. Oh, fuck it's that, dude. I just skipped that. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not mm, doing this. Fuck that guy. No, I was like, no. Well, because yeah. I wanted to talk to the uh, ladies of... Um... The Daughters of Artemis. Yes, that's who I wanted to talk to. Uh, I was trying to flirt with this lady, but I apparently you don't get to flirt with her until you kill, like, all these legendary animals. So I'm like, fuck that. Um... But while I was in it, I was like, man, I've played like over 10 hours of this game and I still never romanced anybody. Like, I really want to romance someone. So I was like, that was like my goal. And pretty quickly I found uh, the the side quest with the old lady. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to romance this old lady. And uh, I mean, it was kind of disappointing. Uh, it's just yeah. like, okay, that was, you know, you just go off in the back room and like, there's like people playing music and dancing outside as the, as the sun sets. And you're like, well, okay. That's that's it. It was it was fine. I'm glad that it exists and that you're able to do it, but it wasn't super exciting. So wait, did her husband not want to watch for you? Oh no, no, he didn't watch. Did he watch for you? Yeah, no. I was like, oh yeah, I'm romance you, and the husband's like, well, I better be there just in case. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Oh no, no, no. He let Cassandra huh? take her back there on his own. He stayed out and was like playing a lute or something. Yeah. Oh. He didn't well care at all. Uh, he must have great. liked you, sir. Apparently. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. I, <laughs> oh, and actually, after I did some of my side questing, I leveled up and I went and I killed that fucking boar. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and try that at least. So. It's it's tough. Good and job. like, I died like the first time I tried, even though I was leveled up. Um, 
But the second time I tried, this bounty hunter came along to try to kill me, I guess. Oh, but, shit. Then, but then he also started fighting with the boar. So, like, he was kind of helping. Um, and that's like, I feel like that's the only reason I got through it the second time. But yeah. But anyway. While we're here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I forget what the fuck I was doing. I think I was doing some mission in a city. Mm-hmm. And two bounty hunters showed up at the same time. And, like, I was like, fuck, this sucks. And then out of nowhere, the people start kicking the shit out of these bounty hunters with me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I got, like, a fucking army. This is the best. So, That's yeah, like, amazing. I don't know. But then, like, in another city, I don't know, because you, you go to these cities and, like, they're controlled by Spartan or by Athens. Right. I, don't know, I guess, like, wherever you're at in the story, yeah. they'll side with you or fight with you. And another city I was in, uh, I started finding a bounty hunter, and all these people started kicking my ass. Like I was like, "Oh shit!" Whoa, I'm blocking like left and right. I'm like, "Oh god!" Um, it was annoying. Uh, so yeah, those bounty hunters showing up at weird times. Um, but yeah, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Good job, Ubisoft. You're being like extra nice to your players, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah. All right, that's what we've been playing. Uh, we need to do a little update. So. Was it around E3 last year, or was it a Nintendo Direct where... It was a Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. I think it was a Nintendo Direct. Uh, announced Damon X Machina. And Sam and I made a bet about the pricing of this game. Sam said it would be under $40, I believe. I said it would be a $60 game. I said well, it would be $40. $40? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as it so, so happens, Best Buy has posted the pre-order... For this game and the pre-order has come out to sixty dollars so i am your betting champion now let me just say this at this time i am not prepared to concede that the bet has been resolved okay uh on best buy there's no release date there's mm-hmm. no uh cover image for this game there is a price you could buy it, um, but I'm going to say that it's still possible that the game could be less, and if you pre-order it, you would get a refund later. Now, okay. I looked at four other sites for to see if there was like anyone else who, you know, could confirm this. Right? Um, Walmart, GameStop, Amazon, and the Nintendo Store. None of them have this game with a price yet. So I feel that it's possible that Best Buy has jumped the gun here. I also feel that it's possible that it is true. It's a $60 game and that's just what it's going to be. But I do want to wait until the Nintendo store has a price up for it. Just to to be sure. Um, But it's, it really... It's an interesting thing to think about. Like, what is a $60 game? What deserves to be a $60 game? And I feel like it's a it's like a pretty bold claim for this game to come out and say, I'm $60. Okay. Um I went I went and I looked at some gameplay footage, and again, I was just like, man, I just I don't see this as a $60 game. Uh, It doesn't seem to have the level of polish that I would expect from that. Um, There's just a few things here. Like, 
I'm looking at this game that most people have probably never heard of. I'm like, who's putting out this game? And it's a studio called Marvelous. That's in all caps with an exclamation point, I think. And I'm like, I've never heard of this company. Um, this game is releasing only on the Switch. It's going to be a Switch exclusive, I believe. I believe so, yes. So it's got a limited platform that way. People might not have heard of the game. Oh, it's, no, being only on one console <laughs> limits like how much you're going to sell. Because you're not going to get okay. you know, PS4, I mean, Xbox yeah. players. So you're, you're just limited. Um, and then you're you're also just kind of up against the wall. Because like, people might not have heard of this. It's not a series. It's like a new game. And from a developer that people don't know about. From the creators of something. I believe from that's like one of the big tech. The creators of Armored Core, which I don't know what that that's is. That's a very big series it's... for a lot of people. So. Okay. okay. Um, but I'm just like... And I look at it and I'm like, so this is a game where you're flying around in mech suits shooting things. Okay. Now there's another game where you're flying around in mech suits shooting things and it's called Anthem. And if you look at Anthem and then you look at Damon X Machina, they, they look a little bit different. And I'm like, okay, but they're, they're both worth $60 because this, this game is as good as Anthem is what you're telling me. Um, this good, this game is as good as all of the other Switch exclusives that are $60. It's as good oh, as- fucking phone. I feel like you're really going after, like you're going for the throat, Sam. Jesus. It has a different art style. It does. Also, Nintendo wants to make money. So yeah, of course it's going to be $60. But there are going to sell a lot fewer games at $60 than they would at a lower price point. They would sell a lot more games if it were more affordable, is what I'm saying. I agree. I just think that Nintendo is like, you're going to pay what we want you to pay, and they're going to pick 60 Like, well, I agree that, like, there are certain games that, like, like, let's be honest with each other. Hellblade should have been a $60 game. They chose to release it at that $30, $40 price because... They were like, we want to make. What was what was the term that they used? They want to make, triple A, double A. Yeah. Well, but also I would uh, say sixty dollars for a six-hour game. They were going to have a hard time selling that. A lot of people would not be willing reasonable. to pay that, so they priced it as they needed to in order to sell the game. Okay. We haven't seen. A lot of Dave and Xbox, you know, we know kind of like how you can get in and out of the suit, stuff like that, how the art style is like, how it's a giant mech fighter, but like, we don't know, like, is this going to have a multiplayer? Is this going to have a giant, like, oh no, it's going to have a multiplayer, campaign? it's going to have a multiplayer. You oh, can right, play, right. I think, like, four player co op online, um, which also, I mean, Nintendo... we don't know how long this campaign could be. It's this true. campaign could be like, what is it, an 80 hour campaign? It could be. It's entirely possible that it's a $60 game. I just feel like it's got an uphill battle proving that it is worth that. Um, I hope it is. Mm. I hope it's fantastic. Um, but I'm just like, I don't I don't know. Cody. Another question for you. So you say 40, I say 60. If it's at 50, do we technically both lose the bet and have to do each other's uh, whatever... Of losing 
person. Cody, let me just restate this. We never set terms for this bet, okay? All right, let's let's right let's, let's let's double down. I'm willing to, okay? Um, right, so what are what are we what are we wagering here? Let's just let's just keep it easy. Let's keep it simple. Let's do a five dollar Nintendo gift card. I'm oh, sorry. Say that again. A five dollar Nintendo gift card. Okay. All right. You know, you know, we're not getting crazy here. Um, but okay, so if we do we do that, let's also do, if it's fifty dollars. So we technically both lose because we were both wrong. If it's fifty dollars, we both have to buy a different under five dollar game from the Nintendo eShop and review it for the show. I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with that. All right. Because I feel like this game could come out and be like fifty dollars. It could be, yeah. I mean, it could. I feel like they're not going to do forty though. I feel like they want a fifty and up thing. Okay. Now, if we're both just drastically wrong, and they're like eighty dollars, <laughs> Nintendo, you're going crazy, and I'll call you out on it. Um, <laughs> I do think this. We need to have a longer form discussion because this next we have a giant news thing to talk about here. I would like to have a longer form discussion about. What you're willing to pay? I do think we have an old question tying into what you're willing to pay for a video game. Well, it was about like but how how long a game should be. Um, there was just the there price. was one other thing I wanted to mention that got me thinking about this pricing thing. Okay, um, right. so here's my thing: uh, we've been paying sixty dollars for AAA games for a long time yes. for two console yes. generations and everybody says like that's too long like there's inflation that cost should have gone up we've been we've been living the good life that, that it hasn't uh eventually that that cost is gonna go up i think except for people in australia and canada oh sorry sorry yeah you guys i'm sorry this is us only other other people have been having to pay too much more for games and we apologize for that um yeah. and i think that uh, at some point, somebody's going to have to start charging more for games. Um, and I was like, maybe this like could be an example of that. Like, they're ready to charge more for this game. Um, but I feel like, like it really needs to come from the top. Like, a AAA game is going to be the first one to charge more because they yeah. are going to have the audience. Like, an Assassin's Creed game could come in and be like, okay, well, it's going to be $70 now for our base game. And people love Assassin's Creed. They're going to play it. They're going to buy that regardless. And then, like, as the top games start charging more, then the lower games start charging up as well. Um, but still just, like, being being the first to, like, make that change is going to be really tough for people because people hate paying to pay more. Uh, so what I'm thinking, Cody, is I think when the next generation of consoles come out, I think that's when it's going to happen. And I think the first games coming out on the new consoles are going to be more expensive. What do you think about that? Counter argument. Mm -hmm. I think the next giant Mario game will see a price increase. Like the new one, not a port. Like, I can see, like... The not sequel to Mario Odyssey, but like whatever the next new Mario game is, because it's going to be on the Switch. Like the Switch is around, going to be around for a while. Okay. Like, this is it. So, but or Nintendo for a bit. But not in the Odyssey franchise, like something else for Mario is what you're saying. Yeah. Like whatever the next technical leap for Mario is. I think what you're saying is going to be much further down the line than the next console. I think it's going to be like closer to like 2020. 
Because I, I've started to think that PS5 and the next mm-hmm. Xbox are not coming till 2020. I don't think. No, yeah, no, yeah. That's. I mean, I, okay. yeah. I, I know that's some what people I mean. are like, oh, this year, and I'm like, no, I don't think crazy. so. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. Okay. Do you want to make a bet, or should we just? That's going to be too far away, and it's not worth. Too far away. Too that's far. Fine. Away. That's fine. Okay. It's fine. I do think we will see. I think we will see a price increase soon. Like the Before cost. The next the cost... I feel like before the next console is going to be hard to sell to people because, well, like, like the next Call of Duty is not going to do that if it's on PS4 and Xbox One, obviously. But like the next Call of Duty on a PS5 and Xbox mm-hmm. Two, yeah, I could see that. Like the cost of making games is gonna go up each year as we get more like technically advanced and stuff like that. And eventually like companies are gonna realize like, hey, like people don't like microtransactions, people don't mm-hmm. like loot boxes. The only other way to make our money back is to raise the price by ten, fifteen dollars. Well, and, and one thing that people are doing right now, um, is they have the regular game you can buy for 60 bucks and then they'll have like a deluxe edition or other things where yeah. you get a little something extra uh and that's one way for them to make more money like for resident evil 2 uh they have a deluxe edition that's only ten dollars more and you get some skins and like some weapons skins or something and i was like man i don't need that there's nothing like you know but also i was like i love resident evil and i want to support them so I'm going to go ahead and buy the Deluxe Edition because it's only $10 more. Yeah. And it's like, you know, hey, they deserve it. They're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, so, you know, doing stuff like that, I think, is definitely going to happen in the interim until they do make that change. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, and... yeah we'll have to wait and see what happens with that because it's, it's, it's coming eventually. It's coming. Like, gonna... And, like... It'll be interesting to see what happens, like how the people react to it. Uh, I do think we'll see a rise in indie games around that time. Yeah. Just because, like, you get some good indie games for, like, $10, $15, $25 versus paying $75 for... And it's going to make, like, these AAA companies who release, like, very short games. Like, the Order 1886 is not going to fly uh, in this price increase time. Yeah. So... We'll have to wait and see. All right. So we've finalized some stuff with that bet, and I guess we'll wait and see what Demon X Machina is like. Because uh, it still doesn't have a release date. Jeez. doesn't. I think we'll get a, I think we're get a Nintendo Direct soon. So. Well, I'm confused because I thought there was going to be one this last Thursday. It was like, rumored. I... Oh, okay. Uh, it was rumored. And then there uh, wasn't we'll one. one. So. What if I get one before the end of January? You know, kind of like a hey, this is what's coming this year because like there's so many titles for Switch that are just up in the air. Um, That's true. Yeah. That's true. I think there was a leak about uh, Metroid Four Prime, where they think it might have leaked a release date of November 29th. So I think, yeah, I think I saw that. Um, so we'll see yeah, if we'll that's true. That. Maybe Demon X Machina will get a release date then. Maybe it will. Hopefully, we need to get this bet resolved. <laughs> I do. All right. Well, we have one. Giant new story to talk about and we'll wrap up the show. It was announced yesterday. The today's the tenth, correct? No, today's the eleventh. It was announced on the tenth of January that Activision and Bungie 
the makers of Destiny have split up. This is game changing. So you didn't know. Activision and Bungie signed a 10-year deal at the start before Destiny was even fully created. So that would have been 10 years you're going to work together and there was supposed to be a three-game cycle. Has the wait has the ten years passed or is this an early it was, dissolvement? We're on eight years, I want to say. Okay, okay. Um, so like by the end of the ten years, the third game would have been made. Okay. Uh, so Bungie apparently met. They the higher ups met and they were like, "We would like to split off from Activision," and Activision allowed that. Uh, this is a giant blow to Activision. This is one of their key franchises that they're not going to lose. Uh, alongside, like, uh, Skylanders is now gone as well. Uh, that disappeared about a year ago. So it's two giant monkey moneymakers for Activision that are now gone. This is, I think, a really big win for Bungie. Uh, there's definitely been some stuff over the past couple of years that's kind of made like it seem like uh, Bungie's not very happy with what Activision does. Um there was an earnings call last the uh, towards the end of the year last year, where Activision said Forsaken did not meet their standards. Uh, when it came out later that like Destiny Two was the highest played game in like the month of November, I want to say like that when mm -hmm. Forsaken dropped, um, and like it was critically acclaimed and stuff, and like it forced a response from like Luke Smith, one of the game directors, to come out and be like, "Hey, we're incredibly proud of what." Forsaken yeah. did like don't let this don't like what earnings call reports say how we feel uh, I think this is definitely going to lead to some interesting stuff because you know Bungie made signed a deal with NetEase uh, last year because uh, they wanted to self-publish another franchise they're working on and so now they're going to be self-publishing Destiny from here on out and it's like this is very big for Bungie Bungie is now a third-party studio like they are an indie technically and like Bungie has always been a part of my life uh halo 2 and halo 3 were like some of the first games i ever like really played halo 3 is the game that quote-unquote made me a gamer so i've always supported Bungie and everything they do um and so i'm really looking forward to where this goes sam what do you think about it, all of it no i think it's cool anytime the developers get more freedom you know having yeah. to answer to a big publisher and like a lot of the stuff I was saying was like seeing was like uh microtransactions and the way they were handling their content drops was all being dictated by Activision uh so now they're getting the freedom to kind of make the game the way that they want it to be and hopefully that will be a better way for the fans and the players um so I think it's I think it's exciting I mean I think Bungie's like a Bungie's a big dog you know it's like Sure, yeah. yeah. They should be self-publishing Destiny. Why do they even... I, I don't know anything about game development or publishing, but I feel like well, they should be able to just handle it all. I think that would be fine. They released... There's a, on Bungie.net, there's a big article about it. And they're like, we're like, when we were first like coming up with the idea of Destiny, like we needed someone to back us up. Yeah. Because like, when you're starting a new franchise, it's very hard to be like, hey guys, take this chance on this indie darling. <laughs> like... Yeah. So they needed the funding from Activision to produce the first Destiny game. So it made sense, like, partner up with Activision. But I guess as the years have gone on, they've realized, like, their vision for Destiny and the Activision make vision. money vision are... <laughs> the Activision vision. <laughs> very different from each other. Uh, 
So much so that now we're going to step into a new segment called Cody's Conspiracy Corner. Put on those tinfoil hats because here we fucking go. All right. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, so Destiny 2 released, and there were a lot of changes from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. So first pit, Destiny 2. I think what happened was Activision was like, we need to bring so many new players into this franchise. Like, we need, like, tons of new people. It's more people buying the game. It's more people buying microtransactions. We're going to make a ton of money off this. So Bungie kind of had to be like, all right, yeah, we see what you're saying. Um, I will say there has been a report the Eververse store was completely Bungie's idea. And I think, like, what their original idea for Eververse may be different from what Activision was forcing the Eververse store to be. Okay. Um, because like current state of the Eververse store is actually pretty decent. I feel like there's so many w- there's so many ways to get bright Ingrams, the prismatic matrix, the kind of like slot machine thing you can get one charge of each week. Like there's a lot of nice stuff on Eververse store now from for first launch. Destiny two launches. Destiny two was not received that well. Last year, when Bungie partnered with Netties and got like. $4 million for a new franchise. There was an interview with one of the higher-ups of Bungie. Big pin. This is a giant, like, we're connecting the strings. <laughs> okay. Giant <laughs> fucking circle on this interview, okay? Okay. In the interview, the way the guy talks about Activision and wanting to self-publish definitely came off to me. This is all tinfoil hat Cody's conspiracy corner. Came off to me. That they are not happy yeah. with Activision and what they're doing to, Bun- to Bungie and Destiny. Giant red circle. This is where it's the trends are going. All right? Okay. Then, Forsaken drops. People are happy. Des- Bungie probably feeling pretty good about themselves, right? The red trend goes along. Earnings call for Activision. They're not happy with the sales. Tons of people reach out to Bungie and are like, "Hey, we're very we're, we love Forsaken. We don't let this like knock you guys down." Yeah. Luke Smith, game director, one of the higher ups of Bungie, has to come out and make a public statement about how they're very proud of Forsaken. All right, giant red circle there. We got two giant red circles. All right. Okay. We got the uh, higher up of the company, and we got Luke Smith, game director. Moving on over. Activision lately has been shaking up a lot of stuff. You got Blizzard Activision yeah. and all the stuff going on with Blizzard right now. You got people leaving Blizzard at a rapid rate. You have Blizzard dropping hundreds of people just getting let go around the Christmas time. Like Activision is like trying to shake things up there at Blizzard. I think Bungie saw the writing on the walls with everything going on at Blizzard and were like, no. We need to get out of here. And I hope Blizzard looks at this and they're like, hey, maybe we should do the same thing. Because, like, seriously, if you look at the train of the number of people who have worked on Blizzard games over the past couple of years and how they are rapidly leaving Blizzard, like, people from Hearthstone team, people from the Heroes of Sword team, people from the World Warcraft team are just dropping like flies. People who have worked there for 10 plus years and they are dropping like nobody's business. I think Bungie had seen all this stuff. They were already kind of annoyed that they were forced to the schedule of every fall having to release new content like this. I think what Bungie ultimately wants is to make Destiny a live service where there are things currently like how 
the Black Armory is, where there's stuff, new stuff, like almost every other week. Like they want to do that all year round. And instead, they're forced to do all this stuff, and then in the fall and September, drop giant amounts of content. And like, I don't think they enjoy that. I think they want to like do giant content whenever they want to do it, yeah. not just this in the fall thing. So I feel like the writing is like things have been building and building and building and building for Bungie, and it finally like seeing everything going on at Activision with Blizzard, Bungie was like, we don't want that to happen to us. And the earnings call was just like the domino falling over. And Bungie was like, no, let's get out of here. And I don't blame him for, cause like, I can't even like stress, like, cause I follow a lot of stuff, people who talk about Blizzard because Blizzard is another big company that I love, like World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and Here's a Storm, Overwatch, are big parts of my life, so I follow all these people who talk about Blizzard stuff, and like, you got CFOs who are quitting and then rejoining to get a giant bonus. You have, like, legitimately, like around Christmas time, a hundred people got laid off out of nowhere. They just like completely canceled everything around Heroes of the Storm, except for like, like they pretty much downsized yeah. the Hero of the Storm team to a very small group. And, like, and they completely like, canceled the esports that was around Heroes yeah. of the Storm, really with no warning for people that were involved yeah. in that. Um, and like, and they're ripping there's the people CFO from... that left to go to Netflix. It's yes, crazy. Like all these things are happening with Activision Blizzard, and it's like it's alarming what's going on with Activision. And you can kind of see that like there are cracks in the wall at Activision, and yeah. like. I think Bungie has realized this, and Bungie's like, we don't want this anymore. Like, well, but we it's, want... it's it's kind of like makes you nervous too if you like think about it though, because um, Bungie can't just walk away from Activision. You know, they've got this contract, they've got to work it out. I'm sure that involves Bungie paying a lot of money to Activision oh, yeah, to buy their freedom, and so hopefully, like Bungie's. I mean, if Activision is in trouble financially and doing all this other stuff, hopefully Bungie is going to be okay with having done that and they're still going to be making enough money where they can still be as successful doing this. Um, I don't know. I don't think Activision is in trouble financially because, like, they have such big heavy hitters. Like, they have Call of Duty every year. Like, Call of Duty outsold Red Dead. Like, yeah. I just think Activision is, like... You know how everyone complained about EA and how like, EA is all about money and like yeah. the loot box? Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like EA has really like done a 180 and like are work walking that back. Like they're doing their best, I feel. I feel like Activision is, is like no full steam ahead. Like, yeah. Because another big thing with like the Blizzard situation is like they just released this like giant like $40 like all these cosmetic like mounts and pets and stuff for for World of Warcraft and like it's World of Warcraft is in a terrible spot right now yeah like it's they released an expansion that was not ready like half the classes are unplayable and stuff like that World of Warcraft is in a very bad spot and so for like everything going wrong with that game for around Christmas time to be like hey here's $40 like yeah. buy, buy our $40 mountain pet pack like I think Activision is very much like, let's make as much money as we possibly can right now. Um, it's kind of alarming. Like in Call of Duty right now, they're legitimately selling a reticle for a dollar. And like, it's a reticle <laughs> for a gun. That should just be part of the game. It's very, 
disgusting. That is a disgusting practice. Like, it is a million times worse than I feel like the Battlefront thing, like at all. Is it like a cool uh, looking reticule? Is it like no, a it's cosmetic just a circle. something? It's just, it's just a red circle. <laughs> yeah, that oh, sucks. Is. That's that's not cool. I, I I'm I'm very happy for Bungie. Like I I'm glad they got out yeah. of there. Like yeah, they're probably gonna have to pay a lot of money. I feel, but like, and like I don't. This is just. It is kind of mind blowing. This is going on because like this is something I never saw coming. I never thought. Yeah. I was like, I was like, they're gonna run Destiny into the ground, and I think Bungie's gonna move on and use that money from NetEase to start a new franchise because they're not happy. I do wonder now if they use the money from NetEase to like further boost Destiny. And like this kind of is cool because like there were all those rumors a while back about like how Destiny Three wants to be more like an MMORPG, yeah. and they really want to like go heavy into the like the world and like you were gonna be a hunter warlock or a titan and like you were gonna have like a skill tree and like more so like more in yeah. depth than the current skill trees and like i was like man this sounds so cool like this is something i would love to fucking play yeah and i, I kind of hope that like that's where they're going like they see what destiny can be and they're gonna shoot shoot their shot and was there for it. is there any reason to think that the net ease money was coming for something that might have been like a mobile game. Like for some reason, that's where my mind was going. NetEase is a very big mobile publisher. Like yeah. NetEase is helping with the Diablo Immortal game, and like yeah. that's what they they're kind of known for that. But no, I believe like Bungie and NetEase partnered to make like a new franchise, which maybe could have a mobile tie-in. But from what I understood from that article I read and like all the interviews was that the NetEase money was for a new franchise for console and PC. Okay. So, but NetEase is very much affiliated with mobile games. That's why you probably okay. thought of it like that. Um, Cause I do think we were jokingly making jokes about how, what if they have a pirate game on mobile or something? Like we made some joke about that and you were like, I'd be so pissed. A pirate game. Because we were just like, we were like, what what game do you want it to be? And I was like, I'd love a pirate game. And then I was like, it's probably going to be for mobile, though, because of NetEase. And you like, <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> I would. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, this is very big. Like, something, yeah. like, you don't see a lot of companies splitting off from their giant publishers. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool to see what happens. But, like... It's also kind of scary for Bungie because, like, yeah. Bungie doesn't have anybody to fall back on now. Like, if something's wrong with Destiny, it's on Bungie. It's not on, like, if microtransactions are rampant, it's not on Activision anymore. It's, yeah. it's on Bungie. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I'm, I'm excited. I'm optimistic for them, and I hope they do well. And they are, they're always going to have my support. So best of luck to Bungie. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. All right. Anything else to add, Sam? Nah, nah, I think we're good. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Man, it felt good to be back. It's nice to have you back. It sucks not having you here. Um, You did good last week, though. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much for holding it down for us. Um, If you guys would like to write in and tell us all your thoughts on Bungie, uh, cost of video games, do you think the price is going to go up? Uh, if you think I'm an f- idiot for not loving Assassin's Creed, right? I didn't tell me that. Uh, at contact at keycardgames.com. That's our email. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at keycardgames. You can follow our YouTube videos where Sam's been uploading some Tetris stuff and uh, Cody's got a secret project coming. 
Yeah, let me just let me just give a shout out to my latest video, guys. I'm a Tetris okay. expert now, and my latest video showcases that. So please go check it out. <laughs> I had a great time with it. So yeah, there are some A plus facial animations <laughs> in that video. Yeah, uh, you can find that at geekcardgames.com/slash/youtube. Uh, you can find our Twitch streams where we actually just stream Steep, uh, which is a pretty fun game we played. We didn't talk about that at all on the podcast. Uh, actually. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't think about it at all. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, you can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash games. You can find our Discord channel where I'm making fun of people for using TurboTax on their PC. Uh, Wait, is that what you were game. doing? Why, why would you make no, fun of that? TurboTax is a good joking. program, okay? Just do credit card runs free, you know, do your taxes. Well, my dad oh, pays for TurboTax. He gets the family pack, wow. and then I get to use it for free. So that's just what we do. Good job. Yeah. Smart, smart thinking. Discord at geekcardgames.com slash discord. You can find our merch at geekcardgames.com slash shirts. And I think that's everything. Yeah, if you'd like to give us a review, we would always love nice. a review. So that's all. Well, this is a bad review. Then we don't want to don't, review at all. No, yeah, don't give us a bad review. Don't even make the effort. Yeah, just, you yeah, know, it's fine. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cody. Sam? I'm at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Sam, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Thank you.